So, crazy mess, cold, snow in New York, and I'm wearing a tank top. Oh well, sorry guys if I'm kind of off and have a little cold. So please forgive me. Um, these are two action movies I have for a while. I've been trying my best to review them, but for some reason I just never have a chance to get around with it. I was kind of busy, you know. Over, like I say, overtime. I had a date, so busy, busy, busy. Um, let's talk about this movie because the sequel is coming out at the end of December 31st. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no without a doubt. I ordered from Amazon. I'm not gonna get it on the same day. You know, so most likely I might be reviewing the sequel in 2014, which is great because, you know, you want to start the new year, f new year fresh with a new movie. But anyway, let's talk about the first movie. It's Ninja One, Scott Atkins. Again, if you haven't followed my YouTube channel page, one of my favorite new school martial arts movies. And I actually enjoyed Ninja. Um, but there, there's some minor faults in it, to be honest with you, in the movie. But and, you know what? It's the faults you can shrug it off. I mean, you can just tell what the faults are. It's pretty much stupid moments in the movie. <laughs> and you know what? What I was happy that the setting was supposed to take place in New York, but the reality is, it's not even a New York setting because I don't even recognize any of the areas. And when the credits started rolling up, it said Bulgaria. I'm like, really, Bulgaria? Can we shoot this movie in New York, please? In real New York, where I'm where I'm from? Shoot in the Bronx. I mean, I live in the Bronx, and there's a big territory in the Bronx where you can shoot a movie like this. But anyway, the movie is about, and, every, and the story is really nothing new when it comes to like a rival ninja versus another rival ninja that like, like oh, a ninja has beef with another ninja. Come on, it's called the Octagon People. So it's really nothing new in the genre of this type of style of movie, but it's fucking Scott Atkins, and you gotta love Scott Atkins, people. Um, yeah, let's get to the point. You got this um, non-Japanese guy, Scott Atkins, he's in a school, training martial arts, you know. Um, you got a other guy who's like a veteran, was raised in this ninja school since, since his childhood from growing up. And the, old, the senior, the sensei, one of pretty much like pass the torch to who's gonna be like the lead lead teacher in a way I would say and he could become the protector of the box called the Yoyori Bishou or something it's I can't say the name right but it's this box with all the with the old ninja costume with the ninja weapons that have been passed over different traditions you know and you got the Japanese veteran like the lead Japanese veteran student he's jealous of Casey played by Scott Atkins character who's like he was named as one of the successors in a way. So, they have like a tournament between the two. And the Japanese guy, I think his name is Masuka, he goes by the name of. I can't say the name right, because I'm not going with names. But, he's that getting all angry, he's ready to kill Casey. And then, the, the sensei put a stop to it. And he kicked the student out because of his, he's uncontrollable, he disrespects the student. You're not supposed to do that. So, then the guy got mad, and then you find out like, Maybe like a year or years later, he became an assassin. He he works for this um secret cult that that will hire him to kill people, you know. And um, meanwhile, while there's a ceremony about the box from the sensei, the former student finally shows up, and he said, "Hey, I should be the successor in a way, the guardian of the box." And the sensei they, they approve of it. He said, "You will expel. You should get out." 
and then pretty much the villain pr pretty much walked away and um, later on as we progress if the sensor wanted to move the box from the other side of the wall because he knew his former student the villain will come back for it so he moved the box into New York fake New York I would call it <laughs> yeah I gotta call it fake New York he had Casey the sensei's daughter and the two other students go with them to New York to the university where he has a professor friend they were locking him in the vault while the former while the, the student had been expelled the, the evil ninja guy, we'll call him evil ninja guy Masuka came and said right he got to the school looking for the box like killing his former students killed his master and then he started finding out about this guy named Phil Garrison who that um phone that the daughter, the Jack Sensei's daughter was using to call her father you know so pretty much he's gonna go to New York and try and get this box back because he feels like he's the successor while the cult leader the evil cult leader was gonna help help the assassin out, the evil ninja assassin is like okay we go send my men over to try to see what you want, want that box then and they start killing the professor, killing some of the the two students that went with Casey and the since his daughter, the case got Axe character and the daughter started defending themselves and they were on the run and um, then the cops, we found out the cops ended up looking for these two guys I mean Casey and the since his daughter but they feel like they're su suspect to the murder and stuff and once they got captured by the cops they get interrogated and then the, the evil ninja guy comes in start killing the cops and let me just fast forward to the story first of the action move, the action scenes the martial arts scenes are fantastic, of course, without a doubt. I mean, the the blood and gore scene with the ninja killing scene style is really good. I mean, it's pretty obvious CGI. I mean, come on. Um, it's just too bad. The only problem I have with this Blu-ray um, is is like there's no special features on it. Maybe because it's an American Blu-ray release, unless there's maybe there's a UK release with special features on it. I don't know, but they should include like behind the scenes feature. I wish I wish they did. I really wish they did, cause that's kind of like fucked up. I mean, come on, cause it's got Atkins. Pay some respect. Anyway, movie progressed. The ninja finally kidnaps the sensei's daughter, so he can find where the trying to find where the box is. While Scott Atkins escape, and he's gonna go. He's gonna fight the cult to find out where the ninja guy is, where he kidnapped the sensei's daughter, and then he goes to the university university to get the box. To put on the ninja gear and to try to get the daughter, the daughter back against the evil ninja guy. And this, when they, it was that face to face to meet. Um, he got the, he got his outfit on. The ninja guy, guy has, the evil ninja guy, guy has his outfit on. They're ready to fight, and then the cult leader started pairing out with his gang to have both of them kill. You know, so they start fighting against the evil cults, thugs, start beating them up. And um, then you had the final battle between the two ninjas start going at it. The evil ninja guy ended up poisoning the daughter, and then the evil ninja guy got his formula to to help that, that the formula could save her. He dropped the formula, and Scott Atkins, aka Casey, the character he plays, he's on go. He got pissed off, killed the evil ninja guy, and then he went to the woman, the sister's daughter. He feel like he failed, and he remembers something about the ninja gives death and he gives life. So, so since the weapons were traditional, you would think, see, he just thought of something, like maybe there is a formula that could cure her, and there was a formula that was inside the sword that he was using, and he saved the daughter, and the evil ninja guy, Masuka, 
Again, sorry for the name name saying. I'm saying it wrong. Apologize. He got up a little bit and Scott Addison's character Casey took the sword and cut his cut his head off. And um pretty much they got the ambulance truck and the police detective gave him a passport saying that, you know what, both of you, I want you to get out of town, just get out. While they got the cult, they got them like they they got them arrested pretty much a cult as the cop was saying the story like. And um pretty much it was over. Um at the end of the movie, they restart the school all over again, and um, that's all it is. And Ninja, I found it very enjoyable. I did like the movie. I liked the action scenes. Story wasn't new to be honest with honest with you, but there was some like some moments. Like for for example, I mean, you you find like if you find like in New York, even though it's Bulgaria, you which you could tell, if you find New York, trust me, New York is busy. You know, there are people walking left and right. I mean, you, you think people would be like in the street looking at all this stuff going on, you know? Where were the cops, you know? If this movie don't have one police helicopter putting a spotlight on everybody, it's just, I just find it kind of funny, you know? But, um, yeah, this is like a little nitpick, you know? It's not a major issue, but still, you'd be asking yourself that crazy question. But, um, like I said, Ninja, go get it. I got the Blu-ray very cheap anyway, and, um, Ninja 2 is coming out December 31st this year, and, um, of course, we saw the trails was about pretty much this time the daughter of the sensei died. This one where a new where a new ninja assassin and Shokusui son is also in this in the sequel in the movie. So I'm looking forward to it. So anyway, peace guys. See you later. Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free. Easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals check it out and start your own podcast and let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcast and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me so you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms, and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Hey guys, what's up? Today I'll be finally talking about <laughs> Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear. Let me make sure. I can't say Shadow of Tip as the tagline. But yeah, it's Ninja 2, Shadow of a Tear. Of a tear. And let me just show you what the DVD look like here. And of course, it's the brand new Scott Atkins movie, and also the sequel to Ninja from Isaac Fourteen. Hope I'm saying the last name right. Special feature, feature it, casting crew interviews and behind the scenes. And I went with the DVD format because I feel like the Blu-ray format was the same thing with special features. But uh, I will buy the Blu-ray down the road. I just just wanted to get a little cheaper though. So yeah. But all in all, um, compared to the first movie, the first movie had more story. And then the action elements was here and there, but I didn't like the action elements for Ninja 1. I also liked the story, it was simple to follow. But Ninja 2, oh guys, seriously, it is all out action. From To me, from scale to 1 to 100, I would say this movie is 90% action, 10% story. I mean, it gets to the point. And um, also, I feel like it's kind of like a Revenge of the Ninja remake, in my opinion. And um, of course, this, I will I will talk about spoilers in this movie. I will not, I didn't have no place to talk about spoilers, but Isaac Fourteen between me and you, 
telemarketing department do not spoil the main villain in the back of the cover. Like, it's, you just made it pretty obvious. I know you're trying to postpone, like, underneath the tagline. It's just surprise who the main villain in this movie really is. But, like I said, I call it Revenge of the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja Remake for a reason. Um, of course, from the trailer, which you heard about the story of this movie, the movie was Scott Action's character, Casey, married the Japanese woman from the first movie, who was the daughter of the teacher of the school, got murdered from the former student. Um, now he owns the school, he's teaching students with his wife, and um, found out that his wife in the movie is pregnant. Once, and, he, and he gets some action elements when, at the beginning of this movie, when he was a prison for his wife, he faced thugs, he beat the shit out of thugs, he'd gone back home, you know, and um, later on when he was sleeping with his woman, um, she wanted some chocolate because she was pregnant, so you got a little tiny comedy moment right there, a little comedy element moment, like, oh, I want some chocolate, pretty much, and um, so Casey said, okay, fine, I'll get it, you know, as being a husband, that he, a husband that wants to get food for his wife when she's pregnant, you see it done in movies and, and all that stuff. So he said he decided to go out in the store. His wife ended up being murdered by a mysterious figure with the barbed wire. Case saw his wife dead with the barbed wire. Of course, he ended up being mad. He goes on a re revenge spree. Um, then he ended up going back to Thailand. And I've got to mention that part. When his wife died and they had the funeral for her. And another figure appeared, played, played by King, so King Kasugi. And he was a day in the funeral. He was he was angry that you know the girl died. You know he was like sad and stuff. And he told Casey, "Why don't you come to Thailand and start all over again?" Similar to that Revenge of the Ninja plot for Shokasugi, right? Kind of way like Kane Town. I would say Kane paying homage to that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Revenge of the Ninja. I also like Ninja Two, so. It's okay to copycat. It's cool, you know. One movie doesn't copycat something. I mean, come on. But um, besides that, just to fast forward, like say he he goes to Thailand, and then he stayed with Kisuke Kosugi Kosugi character, you know, learning from his school. Um, Scott Atkins character ended up losing control, you know, when one of the students hit him by mistake. He said sorry, and then King got. I mean, excuse me, then Casey got out of control. So I've been on the student, similar to the first movie. When the when the rival student got crazy, which kind of acts his character, Casey. Same thing in Ninja Two, and then King Kasugi's character had to stop and take you losing control, you know. And um, you know, we get more action scenes. I mean, like the action in this movie is just nonstop, man. People, it's just ridiculous. Um, as the movie progressed, one of the, one of the students in the school decided to help Casey pick fruit out because Casey wasn't in control himself, so the student was nice to get the fruit. And then the mysterious figure with the barbed wire ended up killing that student too. So Casey are talking to Keisha Kasugi's character about he recognized the death mark of the student because it's the same death mark that his wife died in in the movie, the barbed wire technique. And Casey are telling him the story of this man named Goro, how he used the barbed wire as a secret weapon. And he also talked about his, his teacher, who was like one of the three, um, I think one of the three soldiers. Uh, who was take control of the school? One of one of the students died, and the younger brother of that student was Goro. Say so he will come back like for revenge, pretty much. So that's what Scott and Kata realized. Maybe this was the plot, you know, like because he's the son-in-law of the of the father of the original school who died in the first movie. So pretty much sounds like a revenge plot. 
as Scott actually Captain decided, Casey, um, I want to go to Burma and fucking kill Gorba pretty much. Kane don't want to go. King's, King Kasui's character. But Casey ended up going. And pretty go to Burma to get his revenge, you know. He goes out buying like dolls in this in the Burma market, fish. And he's using, he's going to use the two as like ninja weapons, you know. And um, start battling like drug dealers. He got caught by the Burmanese police. He battled the Burmanese police. Then he got, he was able to sneak into the taxi that was helping out travel in the in the movie when he got to Burma that he paid for as a as an escort, you know, just to drive him around. So he got, went to the jungle and he's planning on taking out Gorbo. And then that's when he put on the ninja outfit when he found in the in the coffin in the graveyard. And then he goes out in Gorbo's main base, take him out, you know. Again, more good fight scenes, you know. And um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We don't want to be spoiled, but like I say, if the back cover, if the back cover doesn't tell you this, well, what does, you know? Um, once Scott Atkins' character Casey completed his mission, um, he ended up going to Kane, you know. He's smiling at him, you know. He accomplished, he accomplished what he wanted to do. Him and Kane start talking, and um, the in the beginning, and when he went to Thailand, you remember there was a scene when the this guy bought a delivery box. Well, that scene happened again. The old, this guy bought a delivery box. And Kikosugi character told the man, put the box over there. And then Scott actually started looking at him like he recognized the symbol on the knife when he went to Burma. And then he started looking at Kane. And spoilers, 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 guys. Take a wild guess who the true main villain is. And yes, we are finally going to get it. Scott Atkins versus Kane Kasugi. It may not be Shokasugi, but I'll take Kane anytime. You know, take what you could get. And who knows, maybe we could get Shokasugi for Ninja 3. You know? But, um, yeah, so, when, when um, Scott has the time Kane started finding out that, wait a minute, it was you who set the whole thing up. And Kane started admitting that, look, God was ruining my operation. So he started, he wanted Scott Ashton to become like, Casey's character become the assassin for him to take out Gorbo. So that's the reason why he killed his wife, killed his own student, tried to give him proper motivation. I was like, oh shit. So he made Casey into an assassin, you know? And then they ended up fighting one on one. Epic, awesome fight scene, awesome sword fight scene. Very, Ninja 2 is very old school action, guys. It's like, it will bring you back to the action movies, how martial arts movie was really, really good when it comes to ninja style action and. How the action, how the, how it's well choreographed. I mean, it's just fantastic. So, you have the epic fight scene between him and Kane Kasugi's character, and of course, to fast forward, KC won. And um, once he got gone back, gone back to Japan, the medallion that he brought his wife, he buried it into the river, like a pond. I mean, and he walks away pretty much. Um, all in all, Ninja 2 Shadow of a Tear is really, really good. I highly recommend you buying this DVD or the Blu-ray Blu format, whatever you prefer. The special features is nice. I mean, you see behind the scenes comments, kind of like, kind of like behind the scenes. Uh, wait a minute, there, there actually there is no commentary, my, my mistake. Uh, but you will like the Cash Crew interview anyway, and the feature and behind the scenes is awesome. Um, highly, highly recommend it. You know, I say buy right, right away. If you're a fan of action movies, if you're a fan of martial arts movies, if you're a fan of Scott Atkins, if you want a, a martial arts movie in your collection, then we pick up Ninja 2 and also pick up Ninja 1 if you have not yet. Um, anyway, guys, peace, guys. See you later.